Hey, let's take a minute and thank our sponsor, Southwest Turf Support. Southwest Turf Support supplies golf courses and professional sports fields with the highest quality products and services. It's been a great partnership. It's a great friendship that's been going on for a long time with a bunch of these guys. We're working together on the podcast and having them help us out with this has been a great thing. Just a reminder, Southwest Turf Support serves Arizona, Nevada, California, and New Mexico. And remember that some of their product lines that they carry are Florentine, Foliar, Guru Turf Colorants, which we're spraying out here out in the desert right now, Grow Power, Ninja Tines, JRM Incorporated, and of course the full catalog of Par West Turf Services. But I use most everything that you guys carry. Uh, it's been great so far on the golf course. Once again, I want to thank you guys for the support on the podcast. Later! Stay pissed, everybody. job home oh yeah we can take a little sipperino before we get going what is what is that little guy 14 dollars on their own it's a blanton shooter so you know how blanton's yeah the bottle so this is just a little mini one you get your own little mini horse and you're supposed to save the horses just well the big ones i don't think i know you are but do you get you can make a little necklace or actually you should get a ring we should make yeah. we that should make be, a, be a perfect I know we need to save that thing. We need to somehow get somebody to one of our well, mechanics will weld a little ring and yeah. we'll give it to Chucky as a little present for him because he loves this shit. That would be uh imagine getting that thing mm. in your jaw. Or you can use it as a, your own monopoly piece. That shit is fucking good. And I'm not man, when you get good bourbon. whiskey and bourbon. It's good. Compared to, and I'm sure it's just like all the other ones, it's good beer versus bad beer, but it's not so burny. It's no. so fucking smooth. So what are these Keep things? Keep sipping off of it. We'll finish what did it. you get? Like They're called shooters. I know that. Like, what do you, what do you call, what do you call, call like a, when you're this, in an airport? This, we call them nips. Oh, you call them nips? Okay. Yeah, nips. It was great. One time we were playing Many golf shots. way back in the day. We were out at Gold Canyon and uh, it was chilly in the morning. And cart girl comes around and my buddy Jeff goes, you got any nips? <laughs> and she just looked at him and we were dying. And he was like, it's cold out. <laughs> oh no. He's thinking of something. He's like, no, no. He's like, like the little bottles. He's like, that's what we call them. We call them. I swear we do. And she was just, uh-huh. Uh-huh. You, you would think on a selling standpoint, it's got to cost more money doing these. Cause you got to, Oh Make yeah, all these, put the you know little I mean? bottles and shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But like on the golf course and the beverage carts, they always have these to make their drinks instead of having just a big bottle that you pour out. Yeah, yeah, it's but shit, that stuff's these good. Are cool. So what sent you? You said they had a sale of six pack. So it was a Buffalo bu- Buffalo Trace is the maker. Down can, just a hair. We're we're stuck kind of in office. In laws are in town. Not okay. that that's the problem, but. They got the dog. We kind of had to come here in the office, and we're really close to each other. So, just try to keep it because I'm. You're catching. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Go anyways. All right. So back to the so booze. Is, is a the buff- technical buff- issues. Beep 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 beep. <laughs> Buffalo Trace package. It's um, Blanton's. Whenever this is at Magnums, the famous Magnums, right down the street from here, and uh, whenever they have Blanton's, they always do a package of selling it with others because they know everyone will get the Blanton's so they try to sell everybody else so it had Buffalo Trace Blanton's E.H. Taylor 
Um, I need to look at it. I haven't even looked at it yet. I just saw it um, online the other day. There are vodka that they make um, and two more. I need to look at it. So, But it's five, five the, of their bourbons and then seven fifties. Uh, yeah, 750s. Yeah. So uh, it was $360 or $320, and I bought a bunch of little shooters. Nice. So, yeah, it, it averages out to about $50, $60 a bottle. Which yeah, is, it's a good deal, yeah. actually, you know. Uh, great little spot that fucking oh. Magnum's joint is. It's so cool in that back, like in the because it's a cigar bar as well. And it's kind of like one of those things that's in a weird, it's next to a grocery store in a strip mall. You go in there and it's just like, ah, it's kind of a boo. Yeah, they got bottles of booze and whatever. And you go through that back door and it's like a fucking, like you need a, like a code word yeah, to get exactly. in there. It's, yeah. It's an old, see, uh, what are they Like call a speakeasy. It? Yeah, speakeasy. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it's, you have probably, I don't know the South Valley much, but it's like you have probably the best place to buy hard A. Yeah. In the valley, right next to probably the best beer joint. One of the next the, beer joints. Yeah, right well, across the right street. Right down the street, too, is uh, on 7th Avenue Union Hills, is the craft beer shop. And that's where Gabe goes. Oh, really? That's his spot, yeah. And uh, the only time I have ever been in there, um, it was like right in the heat of COVID. So they were out of a lot of their stuff. So I was like, what is so good about this place? You know? And... Then kind of went back in and it was like, all right, in that corner may trump this, this Magnum's corner because all on the same side of the road, it's like a taco shop, a Euro joint, uh, craft beer shop now sells. It's now a smoke shop, so you can go get bongs and pipes <laughs> and papers, which the green leaf is right there on the corner, which yeah. is a dispensary. Yeah. And then there's a barber shop and crazy dive bar. Uh, a tattoo shop. I mean, it's fucking home. Set up a tent. And you're <laughs> yeah, I, mean, it is, I mean, you do not have to fucking leave. You get in trouble with the wife. I'll be down the street. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm going to going to Seventh Avenue Union Hills. Come and pick me up. They should just have an Uber hub right there, just wheeling people around. But it's fucking good. Well, anyways, hey, it's uh, welcome to. I think it's this time is officially 118. I got really wow. fucked up. With the numbers, but also uh, I recorded a badass podcast and fucking went to go save the last one and renamed the old one instead. And apparently once you rename them, they're gone forever. Oh, man. Yeah. And hopefully we get it back because it was really outside of the realm of golf. That's my teaser. It had to do with beers. We recorded it at Simple Machine one morning. It was so good. We had a great time, and fucking, I fucked it up. And it was a big question between the two of us. Hey, who's going to record this? And it was, I'll record it, you video it. Okay, no problem. We've got video, but the audio ain't there. Put it out on YouTube. <laughs> so, yeah, but there's no audio because oh. it was gonna. we were going to link the audio from the, my end of it. And yeah, so I pretty much fucked it up. But we're at episode number 118 of From the Jingweeds. Uh, we got Peter Felica. Once again, everybody knows him as Stump the Peter. He walked in my house. My mother-in-law said, is that Stump the Peter? Yes, that's Stump the Peter. Uh, Peter, welcome back. Superintendent, Trilogy at Vistancia. Thank you, thank you. How you been? Good, good. How's the overseed? Good. I mean, it was it was not my best, but, um, you know, I'll be honest, paint 
fixes everything. Fuck so, yeah, it does. Um, doing things different this year, more on the lean side, and uh, have done, you know, two paint applications, one at one gallon, one at two gallons, and I haven't heard one single complaint. So. Nice. And when we played it, so you hosted our first, I guess, winter hack. Uh, was there that, hasn't been a second one. <laughs> oh, the, you guys, no one went because we were pretty much all canceling yeah. and all the frost and yeah. it was super shitty I was shitty supposed weather. to go to the, the so revised was I. date and Paul's like, yeah, don't even worry. <laughs> yeah, I was going to the revised date and it just didn't, by the end it was like, fuck, it has been frosty here. So we, I couldn't go. We had just gotten rain. Yeah. It was real shitty. And uh, yeah, I had to back out and I figured, because I know uh, Scott Nelson called me. He's like, hey, you got Paul's number. He's like, I'm not going to go. Hold on one second. Frankie. Eating some Come paper. On. Oh, you little fucker. Hey, let's go. Over here. That's your medical stuff. Oh, man. I am definitely going to kill this dog. Hey, there you go. Look at you, princess. All right, to your spot. So yeah, yes, we were out at my place. Yeah, that was mid November. Mid November. Yeah. Uh, and we were talking about it. You had it, everything low, firm, and fast, uh, painted up. I mean, conditions wise and playability, it was for this time of year. I mean, I've probably played it. What have you been there? That was your third overseed. Fourth. Fourth? Fourth there? Yeah. God, fucking time flies when you, I guess, having a fucking grand old time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was for sure this time of year, the best that course has been at this early. But it also has to do a lot with everything. Summertime. Yeah. You get that place better in the summertime, you can get away with having yeah. painted Bermuda grass. Yeah. You know, uh, and you win at lower rates. Yeah. Yeah. 500 and had a lot of Bermuda bounce back. Um, during growing and just it is what it is and and now it is shut down so yeah. thank god you painted it yeah exactly um, how often like so how what was the last time you painted i did one first week of november and then i just went out last week before all the frost okay. so december what was that 14th 15th we we painted up the whole place and you know that was a two gallon rate so we're hoping you know, we're kind of, I talked to the GM, we're going to look at things mid-January because yeah. we want it to look good for Waste Management Week. So, you know, kind of see how it is there if we're going to do another app. Right. Or my GM's like, well, should we do a granular fertilizer app or another paint app? And I was like, hey, at that point, I'd rather just paint. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. Why, I don't want to juice the rye at that no. point. Like, why, why would I waste money on that? No, you don't want to grant, you know, as far as how I would go into it, unless you really need to go do some spots, you know, go Correct. spray some areas yeah. or whatever. Uh, but again, paint it. Um, if that Bermuda grass is not out of dormancy at this point, don't, I'm not going to fertilize my rye grass other than just basically a I little bit here little and there, foliage. but I'm not going up. Yeah. yeah I fertigate some stuff. So I won't really get after it until the weather starts going and you start seeing maybe a little shoot of green mm -hmm. coming out of those roots. And then by then heights are down. That's when I'm definitely going to paint the shit out of it. Yeah. I'm going to effort that. I kept saying it last year, but it's, I'm committed to it this year is I'm going to go a little bit heavier and get that stuff as dark as I can to start sucking in, but that's going to, you know, sucking in some of this heat. Yeah. Which will be you say in January, at, February? I my guess is realistically February because January it's not going to warm up enough. Yeah, you know, 
Valentine's Day ish. You're <clears> usually <throat> past for us all the frosts of major ones. Yeah, uh, you'll get. You know, we always seem to have that 85 degree day yeah. in fucking February. February. Oh my god, my ryegrass is cooking. I think at this point, good. Yeah, good. Let it. The shit's gonna come right back as soon as you put water on it. It's so resilient at times, other than when you're trying to grow it in. But right now, you know, I had one of my actually my, was my mechanic scalped one of the collars, and he's like, "What do you want me to do? You want to go paint that air? You know, he's mowing greens and mm-hmm. went into the collar. Pretty good scalp marks. I'm like, dude, give it a minute, and It'll be just here fine. it's yeah, and all it is, it's coming right, right. back, yeah. and it's like, oh shit, should I go and scalp all my collars? <laughs> <laughs> These collars would be fucking sweet what? if it, they were buzzed down that tight. It shows the third rule doesn't take effect. All, I mean, like you could no. go out a lot of times and be like, oh boy, that was a bad scalp, and mm-hmm. a week later you're like. That yeah. stuff looks great. No, it comes right back. I mean, you got to do it so many times. Yeah. I mean, how many times do you have to spray this shit with, you know, whatever you're going to try to kill it with, yeah. especially right now with the ryegrass that's out in the edges of your desert and stuff. It's mm-hmm. like clumpy. It's so fucking healthy. You go out there and you spray it with Roundup to get rid of it. And it's like. Laughs at it. it. Lo- yeah, it laughs at it for one. You know, ryegrass, I mean, Bermuda grass. How many applications would you do you have to spray Roundup on it to kill it? It's crazy. But that's probably because everybody's been spraying Roundup on it for so many fucking years. years that it's yeah. like, ah, oh, that was that was fun. But uh, so everybody's happy, uh, busy, packed, really. Packed. Yeah. yeah, we're actually having an issue now with um, the members. Not you know, they all want tea time. We've had like <clears throat> ten to fifteen more people sign up just you know because their neighborhood's almost full and they just want to get a piece of the action. And they buy a membership, and then after a month, they're like, give it back because they can't even get tea times. Yeah, they can't get tea times. Do you guys have up there all those, like the group, the Monday group, the Tuesday group, the Johnson group, the Smith group, the freaking, you know, I, I won't go in play how, on the other side of the ball group? Absolutely. Yeah. I won't go in how they fill up the tea sheet. It's completely backwards. But all I know is in the wintertime, for some reason, what you do is members hang outside the golf shop. And they start at 4 a.m. in the morning in the cold, and they wait all the way till 6:45 till the golf shop opens. So they're they're out waiting for Springsteen to, tickets, right? <laughs> to get to get their tea time two weeks in advance. That's what they do, and there'll be a group of ten guys out there just waiting in the cold, all bundled up, talking for two and a half hours. And I'm like, there's got to be a like we're we're punishing these people to get a tea time two weeks from now, like. And then there'll be twenty you know twenty phone calls yeah. in a roll row, and it's like, guys. Yeah why don't you come on at four o'clock? You'll go to the bar afterwards. Like that sounds like a lot better idea than making them. Right. To death yeah. Out here. So how many days in advance do they get to two books, weeks. two weeks or so 14 days? Cause I know there's a club, there's a couple of them, but one I know of is seven days. Um, it's a private club or semi private. Uh, and it's like under a minute. Next Thursday, filled up, filled up. this morning yeah. Yeah. at 7 a.m. when the tea sheet goes live. Yeah. And if you're not in one of these groups, you're fucked. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you're just a, like you say, you know, like you're saying, you get somebody that buys a house, oh, I'm going to go join the club. And you go over there, you pay your membership. You don't have groups. Yeah. And you're just thinking, but you're, you don't realize that you're an outsider at yeah. this point. And, yeah. you know, who's, Who's Billy Hoyle over there shooting hoops at the other end? You know, the guy's probably a fucking stick, but he can't get in. Yeah. You know, and then off he goes to the next club, club. or it's just like, hey, I'm not joining this. Now, 
do you have to be a member at your place to play or do you have times where outside people can make <clears throat> tea times if available? So we have Monday through Thursday is 98% member play. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they try to, like, they sell yearly memberships where a weekday pass is Monday through Thursday, and then a full week pass includes full week, and they try to, quote unquote, make the weekday pass look way more benefit, you know what I mean? They they want everyone to buy that, so that Friday, Saturday, Sunday's for general public. Yeah. Um, And then we have, like, 20 brownout days, which are days that we try to sell and, you know, with the whole process of selling the club to the homeowners, we gave them three options. You can have it be private in yours, and this is what it's going to cost. Yeah. You can be... Like any of the others, like an HOA uh, with a golf course. Correct. Right? You could be how we're running right now, or we could be even more public and bring more money down to the bottom line, but you're going to have less tea times. And, you know, they said, let's just keep it going how it is. Okay. So... Huh, and interesting. It's, how many homes are in that area? Like, if it was to be an HOA home... 3,400 homes. Oh, man. Yeah, because I know, like, the only one I really know is Highlands run that way. It's like 650 <laughs> homes. Different. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 650, and they're not so... You know, it's a lot of golfers, 300 and something yeah. golfing members. Uh, but it's most well, at least when I was there, and it's probably changing a little bit. Is they were more second homes. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first started there, two thousand four, in the summertime, it was a ghost town. And then by the time I left, two thousand twelve, you know, summer times were pretty busy. busy. You know, and of course, we had a couple. Well, one good economic blast that yeah. kept people like I'm going to go stay at this house and screw that other one. Uh we have more people sticking around. Yours is more the life of like what we live. You yeah. know, it's just regular. Well, actually, you are a member. You you are inside that. Would you? So, if you being there, would you have to pay those HOA fees if they went that direction? Like you would just be a. Well, member? I don't live inside. Oh, trilogy. you don't. Yeah. Okay, I'm I outside. You... Tri- so there's <clears throat> there's trilogy. There's the village, like where Otis and Jordan live. I yeah. used to live there. Then there's Blackstone. I actually live in a community just outside Vistancia. It's called yes. it's called Rancho Cabrillo, but as the crow flies, it's the quickest to the maintenance yard right. you can pick. And I, when I was buying that house and I was still working at Wickenburg Ranch, I was like, one of these days, I'm going to be a superintendent here. I want to make sure I'm set up nice and close if that happens. It happened. Yeah, so. there you go. Yeah. You dreamt yeah. it. Yeah. You went to Jesus and you said, please, Jesus, can I have a home? I was like, man, it's right through that washer right mm-hmm. there. It's right down the road. I could ride my bike back and forth to lunch. <laughs> I am going to ask, though. Like, I love swimming laps and it, they have a nice indoor pool. And I'm going to go to them and say, you know, if you want me to pay a little membership or, you know, I've put in my time here. Yeah. If I came at four in the morning or three thirty, like, yeah. Could I swim for 30 minutes? I'm going to see what they say. We'll see. They might say no. They're probably going to say, yeah, as long as you trim the fucking bushes out front and mow (laughs) our lawn. Yeah, I think you're totally, you're totally good. You know, take care of the little ravine in the lake that's on number two T that's part of the I do more desert cleanup there than. Yes. There you go. You say, hey, I clean this island to make it look decent. Mm -hmm. Um God, I think they, I would hope they just look the other way. But I mean, once somebody else, that's the thing. It's the optics. If somebody sure. sees you in there and yeah. they're like, uh, what's the scumbag? He's not 55 what? or older. 
his feeders in there and his speedo doing <laughs> cannonballs <laughs> during yeah. during water aerobics. Who's that ugly guy over there? <laughs> <laughs> chilling in the jacuzzi that's right that's just right. bubbling away oh yeah. fuck that's fucking hilarious uh give that fucking beer a try i do have finally i went off the rails a little bit and i uh so i went over to uh bone house which is right across the street from the golf course over by eagle mountain and next to fire rock and uh the other day i grabbed the whispers of geronimo it's an oatmeal stout this is the season where I will start getting into the darker beers. And uh, this is a really good stout. It's light, 5% alcohol, like most of them are, are really light. Everyone's like, Guinness is so heavy. No. Guinness is light. Yeah. It's got as many calories. It's a little bit, what is it, four more calories than like a Miller Light? Mm-hmm. It just looks just like dark. fucking yeah. soup. But this is a good beer. I don't know if I can give it a birdie. It's definitely a par beer. But the cans are pretty sweet. Uh, the... I've talked about it before. The the brewery is different. It's uh, very bony, I guess, is the way to say. Lots of skulls and shit. But the cans are cool because in that can, Peter, the goal in all of them is to find the number 13 okay. in that artwork. And then when you go inside the brewery, they have – it's kind of cheesy to me, but other people – think it's cool and they have a lot of shit in there just a lot of knickknack tchotchke shit all over the place but they have scavenger hunts good way to keep people sitting there drinking beers is to go find the stuff and apparently it's hard yeah because they got a lot of shit what do they call it geocaching kind of stuff yeah Yeah. but the the juicy jingweeds is delicious (laughs) yes so peter gets his first sip of the juicy uh like i said it's the last one i had at the house and I was running late from the golf course, so I didn't run up there and grab any. But I knew I had one, so I saved it for you. It's very good. It's a really good beer. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that. I so, know. Yeah. I know. You, uh, it have, is good. As I have a fucking spitball gun shot right at Peter's <laughs> forehead right now, lined in. And, and like you, you say s- anything different, you're wearing this. <laughs> and like you said, th- this you could drink multiples of and not feel bloated yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But it gets, you keep going, you watch how feel that it. thing gets yeah. better. As far as like the citrus comes out of it as you keep drinking it. But uh, it's uh, it's still selling really. I mean, it's selling really good at the golf course. I haven't been to a simple machine in a while. I've been feel like I've been busy and then <clears throat> having they have it on things. Tap uh, they did for a while. Um, you know, Greg, Chucky's buddy. Mm-hmm. He said it's off tap there, but you can still buy it. Right. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, they they go through so many beers. I'm sure. I mean, that thing came out October 21st. I've bet they've put out 15 more beers since then. Mm-hmm. And then their their staples stay on. So then there's only a few rotating spots. Yeah. Yeah. So someone's got to go. Yeah. But, as, you know, we're just going to keep doing it. They put in there. They made a second batch of it. So they've already been through, you know, it's a 10-barrel t- brew tank. And 10 barrels, I think, is, well, we did 96 kegs. I mean, 96 cases of beer. And I think it was like 10 kegs, 10 pony kegs, you know, the small ones. And we've been, you know, so they've had to brew it enough or it went through fast enough that they had to go more for only having it at the golf course and at the brewery. I'm still working on trying to get it into, into Pizzeria Bianca. Okay. Very cool. Well, they want it. And I think it's just a conversation between 
them, you know, in simple machine of getting it delivered down there yeah, and all that stuff. But my buddies that <clears throat> manage it and then Leah works at it. So they're going to, they're trying get to going. get it in there. Yeah. It, and I will admit that the name, if I was at a restaurant and I saw that name, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's a cool name. I'll yeah. give that a try regardless. <laughs> but the, the only problem is the label doesn't quite fit Pizzeria no. Bianco. If it's a golf course, but fuck them. You, you would get it on a tap, though, at Pizzeria. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you want to get a can. Well, no. I lie. Cans there. Yeah, they okay. don't have a tap. Because they only have, I think, three beers there. Lots of wine, though. Not lots, but they have the staples. The place is so good that it lives off its pizza that it's pretty much tough shit on anything else. Yeah. You know, there's no soda. You know, it's it's fucking really... It's different, but they know what they're good at. They stick to it, and that's they do you, not budge from it. That's how you're supposed to Yeah, be. Yeah. You know, stick to what you're good you, at. You don't want to pump a, them out. A 12-page menu like Cheesecake Factory. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Even ours is... I talked about this before, is... The concept of the canyons, it seems like it went, it started to veer off. And now Too the, much. the menu's a lot bigger. Yeah. Uh, there's more choices. I look at that as there's more ways to fuck it up. Yeah. Um, the inconsistencies mm-hmm. come out of it. We had to change to a smash burger because we can't find enough chefs to work enough shifts that can cook a fucking burger. Yeah. Medium, medium rare, or well. So now they're, just... now they're smash burgers. You fucking squish it down. You put a five pound dumbbell on the top yeah, of it. Make sure it's cooked. Make, and it fucking cook it for three minutes on one side, three minutes the other, and off you go. Yeah. It's like, come on. But, you know, we you can't find the quality employees, yeah. you know. And, and it's not that the ones you got are not that great, but if they up and leave... The idea of getting a new one in is fucking Tough. impossible. Yeah. Impossible. I've had an ad since the middle of the summer on ZipRecruiter. I bet we've had at least 25, 30 applicants fill out the shit. Oh, really? Then we, then we, well, they don't fill out the application. They respond to the ad. Then you send them an email and say, if you're really interested, you know, we're trying to just cut out our my time of mm-hmm. going to meet them in the clubhouse parking lot if they show up what you email them back and you say if you're really interested come on down fill out an application we'll set up a time for an interview not one has shown up my two latest new employees um one just kind of came across the street he moved back into town and uh wanted to get into golf course maintenance or so just thought hey maybe i'll do this but he's semi-retired just kind of wanted to get out there and learn it he was he kind of bought a uh, teaching program for kids, like an uh, almost like the first. It was part of the first T program. First tea, yeah, you know that junior tournament that's at uh, Greyhawk every year. Yeah, he uh, he knows all those coaches. Okay, so he when that was out here, he went up to there and he's like, oh, I'm going over there to see all my old buddies. So I think he took like the afternoon off to go see them all. But anyway, he had gotten into that part of it, sold the business, and. Uh, figured what the hell i'll just come and do this and the other one is a friend of one of the outside service guys actually he's not really an outside service guy he works more on my end he just comes and fills divots okay gotcha and this is a buddy of his and we were talking he was up they were drinking beers one day i was grabbing a bunch of jingweeds to bring home for thanksgiving and i got to chatting with the guy i leave and 
Bruce that works for us says, hey, he goes, uh, you got a spot on the crew? Kenny wants to give that a whirl. Kenny's semi-retired. His wife has a great job. He's just looking for something to do. So they're both older guys. But my point is, no one that's responding to the ad. Like, yeah. thank God I had two older guys looking for yeah. something to do. Uh, but It's all word of math nowadays. Yeah. You're, to get people to come in per an ad on Indeed or whatever, ZipRecruit. ZipRecruit, yep. It's, it's impossible. almost nil. Yeah. And it's You ask the guys on your crew, do you know anyone? Ask them if they know anyone. Yeah. My in-laws are in town. Here's another. We always talk about the money. So my in-laws are in town, and uh, they've kind of picked up part-time jobs. They live up in Colorado. And my mother-in-law, she is uh, like a teacher's aide yeah. at the school. She said she works circles around everybody that say if they show up, like other teacher aides. Yeah. Some days she's the only one there to, that has to deal with like four <clears> classes <throat> and make sure all the kids are fed and everything else. And then Johnny is a uh, like a bus aide okay. for... Uh, I think they're kindergartners. What do you think he makes? A bus aide in Colorado, uh, about an hour outside the spring. Driving the buses. No, dr- oh. no driving. Riding on it, basically facing the other direction, making sure that kindergartners don't kill each other or get hurt, or if they, some of them may need assistance getting on and off. Seventeen, eighteen dollars an hour. Eighteen bucks an hour yeah. to ride a fucking school bus. <laughs> I wonder why they don't want to come out yeah. and yeah. do what we do. Uh, but I mean, you either, you got to love it or you don't, you know, yeah. or you want to be outside or you don't, you want to be alone or you don't, you know, um, to come in and think that you're going to, yeah, you're part of a team, but there's a lot of individual, you need to be a self motivator. You got to be prepared to some days like today, for instance, we got this frost delay. We're hanging around, picking our ass, you know, wanting to get things done, but I'm half crew, so nothing is really to get done. Plus, they've been dealing with it. So we kind of, it was one of those mornings Dan talks about a lot. It's just like, you know what? We're just going to fucking hang out and shoot the shit. There's four of us there, right? Shoot the shit, and then boom, it's time to go. You know, and then it's like this, all right, everything's lifted. Let's go. You know, everybody in front of golf, and here we are running around like psychos. So that, you know, sometimes you get them into the mode, but there's... The ones that were there today are just, you, you can see them even. It's just like, God, this is fucking boring. Yeah. You know, for us, it was a four and a half, four hour delay of getting anything really done other <clears throat> than doing the trash and, you know, blowing car pass. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, as far as changing cups and getting onto the greens and mowing them, it's a four hour delay yeah. for us. Yeah. And fuck, it's, that gets old. And when it's, Day after day after day after day. And then when the weather says, or the app says, nah, it's supposed by Thursday, Friday, we'll be all clear. Today it was fucking 31 degrees. It was supposed to be 47 or something like that on the app. So that doesn't fucking work. But I was going to say we got, <clears throat> we've been walking mowing greens for two years now and i just fixed mowers 26 inch fixed mowers quote unquote t mowers mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they work good on the greens my greens don't have much undulation but this summer i wanted to bring them back out to original size and a lot of those areas were scalping digging mm-hmm. in so <clears throat> i got three um 
walk mower 220es that flex yeah that came off of a lease at one of the clubs up in north scottsdale and i got those and i was like oh well maybe i'll just turn the you know old mowers and we'll walk motis for a little bit in uh you know january to april or something yeah. like that i was like there's two days a week where we roll the greens we'll just send yeah. the guys out to walk motis that day it's pretty easy like you can just roll it to the next tee it's not like wickenburg ranch where you gotta put the tires on oh yeah yep. each tee go to like that's a total pain highlands was the same yeah. way highlands total was pain in the ass. get it back up on the trailer and move it move forward it. a little yeah I've, oh, I've even created pass where it's like you can unroll it off the roller and you just roll from tee to tee <clears throat> so i like kind of mentioned it to some of the crew and my assistant javier is like oh they don't they, they're pissed like some of them are gonna leave if you do that and i'm just thinking like what, what the heck? Like, <laughs> like yeah. they don't, you know, the envision with so many people on a maintenance crew is they're just going to sit on a mower all day long. Oh, we don't mow rough in the wintertime here? Yeah. No, I don't have any rough to mow in the wintertime. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, I got to go cut trees and do landscape? No, I don't yeah. want to do that. So it, I pay my yeah. crew good, though. That's the yeah. thing. It's, it, I mean, I think it's all relative. It's, yeah. you know, I we can battle for money if they're, you know, if it's there. I had, uh, I have two ex employees that are out doing some landscape stuff. We hired them as, you know, they run a landscaping team, father, son. And uh, I'm kind of working them on the outside of the property, you know, taking care of the oleanders, you know, refixing the fences that are around the place and then cleaning out some desert spots, cutting down some shitty trees. And what they did on, one of the halls, number four, cleaning out the desert. You know, when you hit number four, is that kind of is a yep. par five? And if you hit it straight off the tee, you're going to go through the desert yep. and out in the road. And it's, that area is garbage. They cleaned it all up. And I was just like, man, if we can get to this yeah, all over this property. It's a world of difference. It's going to, it just looks so much better. It's so much cleaner golf kind of moves along because even if they hit it in there that's, that's always my thing you know it, yeah, it they're not golf. digging around and everything <clears throat> and plus you know now they're able to play out of it yeah. rather than just searching for way too long so i have these feelings that i'm hoping that when whenever we get the little fucking roombas yeah that have time to do that, that stuff. we're gonna that's what we're gonna be doing yeah um I have no idea if this had anything to do with it, but one of the guys quit on Sunday and I announced on the podcast that it was coming. And one of them came to me, I, uh, my typical Roughmore bill. He's like, so when do these mowers get here? And I was like, well, hopefully by February. And he's like, Oh really? He's like, so, and I was like, nothing's going to happen, man. I said, we still got to mow greens. He goes, maybe I can be a full time, like, ball mark repair guy and i yeah. was like yes i was like absolutely we're gonna need that guy we're gonna fill a lot more divots we're gonna do a lot you know edging compass. Yeah. just because i'm getting these mowers does not mean that we're gonna all of a sudden grab shovels and just dig ditches around this place yeah. you know it's just basic landscape work that all the things that it, it's just different work from what they're used to you know sitting on the mower um but i think I would hope that that brings the, the level of, the, you know, the golf course as far as a presentation is like, oh, car pass and now edged. I haven't edged car pass in two years. You know who 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 sees that? Me. You. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. No one has ever said a word to me. It was like, well, car pass are a little rough on the edge, yeah. you know. But we all know once I do that, it's going to be like, whoa, look wow, at this. This, nice. this yeah. is clean, you know, yeah. but. 
unless we can get it all done, I'm not going to go out there and, oh, go do number one and go do number 18. They'll forget two through 17 that look like shit. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. I'm not into that, you know. Yeah. So, But it's those types of things that I, I can't wait to really be able to get done. And I so, hope everybody sticks around. So they're not going to make around. you change the crew, change the plans on anything? No. And then I, I brought this up. You're keeping all the current equipment yeah. still. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to need it. So you're just going <clears> to <throat> think, like, I mow in the seed. Yep. For overseed, I'm going to need the fairway units. Um, I figure that this is just a guess, and I don't know who to talk to because we're first, first one attempt, cutting. first one to attempt this yeah. here, at least with sure overseeded grass. Um, you know, we're going to have to verticut. Now, are these guys going to go through? Um, I don't typically scalp uh, anything, so that should be fine. But what if I'm lowering rough heights? You know, and I want it done quick. Why not? If I got yeah. a guy, throw him on the big one to help out these things yeah. to get through it all. Um, so I'm super looking forward to it. Uh, we had a, I had a meeting last week with, as far as like mapping out the whole, like where are my station, you know, my charging station is going to be, uh, where the little, you know, basically the responders, Antenna. the yeah. antennas or the GPS locators where they need to be. Uh, they're supposed to send me as soon as they send me that map back, then we'll get out there and start adding some electrical. Most of it can come out of the clocks because it only runs on 110 power as far as volts and five amps for the small ones and seven amps for the big ones. So if I have extra stations and I have 240 going into all my clocks, so we'll be able to pull off of that and not yeah. deal with any, you know, as far as and they'll be <clears throat> charging mostly when there's no water running yeah so it's not like they're going to be sucking power from the irrigation correct so so you're going to have like four or five of these in each little pod where there's no street crossings yeah yeah um like for instance like 13 and 16 will be mowed with one small unit 13 and 16 those are the par threes Yeah. yeah par threes kind of off on their own but uh if need be we can track it to be able to help out with 12 and 14 because it'll just go through the car path or you know we'll get them it'll mow the t-boxes it'll know where to go yeah yeah that's cool that's cool we'll be able to mow t-boxes uh may have to depending on you know mine and those islands but he looked kevin looked at him and he was like yeah that's those will have no problem but maybe one or two will have to build a little ramp and then you just when you guide it you tell it it only goes this way to get onto the t-box it buzzes them. It'll go right around my T markers, and the next time it mows, you figure that the T markers are going to be moved. Yeah. So it's yeah. not going to be like this giant fucking bush. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this giant bush that you're going to need to buzz down. Are you going to name each one? You're going to have a little, uh, there has there has been talk amongst <laughs> Kevin is slacking off this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There has been talk inside the golf shop, you know, amongst the girls that work in there that they're going to name them all. Um, I told them that we have to get emoji stickers of all my guys. You know, and we can just name them most of the guys that mow, and yeah. we'll just stick emoji stickers on them. But yes, I would imagine over time they will all get <laughs> names, uh, stickers all over, and I'm sure we'll go out there and you'll end up finding some fucking sticker stuck to one of them that a golfer yeah. saw. You know, as time goes on, I'm going to build little homes for them just to keep them away from the islands. But what they're saying is they can sit out there. They're just a plastic shell. Yeah. And... uh as far as, you know, the computers that are in it, nothing's going to bother them. But 
as we say a lot, did they test it in this extreme? Yeah, yeah 100, 150 degrees. Cooking, yeah, yeah, just cooking, cooking all day out there. Plastic gets hot, so <clears throat> over time it's going to become brittle and stuff. Yeah, just little shade. That's it. Yeah, yeah. just something, and also to kind of deter someone from seeing this thing Correct. just sitting out there in the desert. Yeah, uh, so that'll be the only real work we got to do to get this thing going. But goal is by my hope is by the golf industry show. It'll be they're going. So like I'm trying to envision a normal summer day, you know, you got tea times going on at six in the morning. You got golfers all the way out there till 8 PM. Last tea times, two o'clock at our place in the summertime. Yeah. Okay. So 6 PM last groups off. Are, are those things going to be going in the middle of the day amongst golfers? It's strictly going to be, 6 p.m. till 6 a.m. My envision, just because I don't know how this all works yet, is so right now we have tea times till 4 o'clock with the twilight. Yeah. Um, I say 4 o'clock, 4.15, the last tea time goes off. I schedule the ones that go on number one. They're following. Number two goes at 4.30. Number three goes at 5.00. Number five, four goes at five thirty. By now, it's damn near dark. You know, six o'clock comes. All of them. They're all released. Then, right now, my water window is how long? Two hours. Yeah. To water the golf course right now, so I can move that to midnight. You know, or eleven o'clock. So these guys can all mow for five six hours out there. I can call them all home to run the irrigation then send them all back out or in a summertime when it's going fucking all night long yeah. running water is we can, can set them out in the morning can, or they can go they'll walk they'll roll up to a sprinkler head see the sprinkler head out of the ground turn around head back and then come back over and mow that later the water is not going to bother not them no. but i'm saying like even even in the summertime if you got most of the front nine mowed up at nighttime before irrigation the whole back nine could be mowed yes, the next in the morning. morning. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And at some point they have to charge. So that'll be yeah. the day and most of it will all be done at night. But my, when we were talking with them the other day about, you know, when we're going to get it all set up, I said, Hey, if we can first thing, you guys get out here, we get the, st- the substation hooked up on the clubhouse, get the charger out there for the one around the putting green area. And just fucking let that thing mow with everybody out there. People will start to see it. People will wonder what it is. And then it's like, hey, this is what's happening. Get used to it. So if you come across one of these things, hopefully everybody's already seen it Mm -hmm. buzzing around as they're putting. They're going to be super interested in it. They're going to think it's the coolest thing in the world. You know, Um, so I don't think it's really going to be, oh, I'm going to go over there and kick it. Yeah, take a uh, swing at it you with know, a putter. Exactly, and yeah. we'll be able to see basically who that is on the GPS stuff. And, you know, when they come rolling in at a public facility, you know who's going to possibly fuck with <laughs> shit, and you know who's not, right? But the whole idea is that they will be home when the golf course is packed, and then they'll come out as it starts to, whether it slows down or they start falling off the golf course, you know, the front yeah. side. Backside, it gets mowed through. You'll have to have them for the hack attack. You have to have them all out. Oh, they'll, I'll fucking put them all out there then. Um, yeah, it's every two days, the entire golf course will be mowed. That's that's shocking. I watched the the video online on the website because it was like 
the videos of uh, some course in Germany, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's actually coming to the industry show. Okay, to talk uh, about to it. do a class on it, and I'm that's one I signed up for. Okay, cool. Just to try and hey, I'm gonna have these, and let's, talk. you know, let's either talk or let me listen. Like all these <clears throat> ideas that I'm having and how I'm talking about this is complete speculation. Yeah, no fucking idea. No idea how a, it's gonna this work. whole golf course is gonna be like yeah. this. But when you say two days, it's how many are you planning? 26. 26. And you watch the video and you're like, okay, so two of those on a hole, it's like, I'm trying to envision, you know, a small little lawnmower, you know, two guys trying to walk. Oh. Yep. Frankie. Someone comes through the door. I think my, they came through the front door. Two, two of those little things trying to walk mow the whole the whole golf and it's like it's hard to imagine it's ups or somebody <laughs> hold on here hey yeah but you gotta think there's gonna be some of the holes are gonna have three of them yeah you know the big ones and if it takes 12 hours they mow for 12 hours charge for 12 hours yeah 15 if they get to 15 percent, they turn around they go home yeah on their own or i call them in so and here's the thing if it doesn't work and it's all a mathematical equation of like hey how many acres do you have of rough how many do you have of fairways they type it in there and it's pretty much like all right this is what we recommend that's awesome and if you're gonna spend x amount a hundred thousands dollars on this thing on these things hey man we're just not quite getting it done what's 10 grand more for two more yeah yeah. Like absolutely nothing when it comes to that. When it cost $65,000 for a fairway unit to run, pay for the body that's got to operate it, fuel, maintenance, everything. And one of these is less than 2500 bucks a year. It's hard. It's, yeah. it's hard to not do it. The you know, And hey, I'm the first one to sit here and say, as soon as really a red one or a green one, can mow greens bring it bring it on bring it yeah. let's go i mean we're already fucking there i know uh so bring it uh you know i'll have basically the infrastructure to do it for all. sure they have so. the fairway units i don't know why they haven't come up with one on greens yet well they uh, did the, the old school club cub cadet or whatever yeah well they they have the triplexes there they can do it um they're from what i understand and if one of my Toro buddies want to come on here or the John Deere guys want to come and tell me different is they're really working on covering most of the golf course. You know, as far as your, let's cover the bigger not, acreage not areas sm- first. Your most highest priority. Yeah. Like. And then you're going to need a guy there anyways. So yeah. what, what happened with Cub Cadet on those though? I believe it's the wire. Oh, the, the wire. wire that goes around. It was a big Around the green turn off, the... yeah, because they don't—they're not GPS as far as I know. They're GPS uh, by a wire. Because I know Cal Club in San Francisco uses those. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, they would say they have—you know—that's a high-end private and hiring workers in San yeah. Francisco's darn near impossible. So they had three of those, three or four of them, and the assistants would just stick yeah. them on the green and hand rake the bunkers while it was mowing. Hey, everybody! Look what Santa brought us. It's Manscaped. If you're still looking for that one piece of gear to add to the golf bag or your tool shed, maybe treat your own ball bag to the new Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. 
With the patented skin-safe technology razors, you'll never need to worry about fixing your ball marks. Your members are always complaining about green speeds on the course. Make sure your own stent meter has your playing area rolling at at least 11 when your caddy is out pulling the flag. Manscaped also has a weed whacker to buzz down those jingweeds on the perimeter of your property. No more watery eyes from yanking nose hairs during those morning course inspections. I bet you never dreamed of the day hairs started growing out of your bunkers. Buzz those down with the weed whacker from Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com, enter jingweeds in the promo code for 20% off your entire order. Again, go to manscaped.com, enter jingweeds in the promo code at checkout, and get 20% off your entire order. While you're there, don't forget to check out the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant when you need the chem room smelling fresh for inspection. The Crop Preserver for those long walks on the golf course. No more chalky powders during overseed. If you know, you know. And don't forget to wash your machine at the end of the day with the crop cleaner. Just like your spray tank and your greens mower, make sure your little putter is looking good and feeling fresh at the end of the day. Go to manscaped.com and enter jingweeds in the promo code for 20% off your entire order. Again, go to manscaped, that's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com and make sure you enter jingweeds, J-I-N-G-W-E-E-D-S in the promo code for 20% off your entire order. Stay pissed, everybody. Okay. So I have a stump the Peter. And I didn't I'm not know. gonna do well. <laughs> well, I this is a different version of it. Okay. I was kind of poking around and I came across uh an article and I thought maybe you could name these guys. Maybe we'll talk about some of the clubs if you're there. I know Peter's Peter's fucking passion for I can't remember if I asked you this on one of the last times. How the fuck did it become like crazy? passion about design and interested in it were you like a 12 year old or a six-year-old kid looking uh, through a golf book and that was it well I, I i grew up in carmel indiana which is north suburb of indianapolis my uncle was a superintendent i kind of worked on the course the course i worked at was nothing nothing fancy just the the run of the mill course in carmel but he always talked about pete die because that's where pete die lived was carmel indiana okay crooked stick was right down the road um, you know, host the PGA where John Daly won and stuff like that. And so I always talked about Pete Dye and I was like, Oh, who's, what's a golf course designer? What's Pete Dye? So I started doing more research on that. And how old are you at this point? Uh, probably so, four, oh, 13, four, 14. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, I was like, Oh, I'm going to, I'd have loved to have met a fucking 13 year old Peter. <laughs> I was like, I want to, I want to try to play the Pete Dye golf courses. So I tried to play all the Pete Dye golf courses and then Tim Liddy, one of his associates did a bunch there. So I played those and. There's one called Wolf Run by Steve Myers in Zinesville that I played that I thought was unreal. And I got into it. And then <clears throat> my sister moved to Scotland. So I played some golf over there and I got into it even more. But r- really, my first, um, I, I was always into it in high school and in college. But then when I got my first assistant pro job at Stone Eagle out in Palm Desert, which is a Do- Tom Doak design, yeah, it kind of. I was in there and, you know, Tom Doak's a golf course savant when it comes to architecture. And in the golf shop was just books galore of stuff on design. Uh, and that club had a busy day. It was 30 people. Yeah. So I was just bored out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So all I did was just read these books all the time. So I got really into it and uh, I applied for his internship back in 08. 
And that's the only time I've been to Bandon Dunes was he, I was the top three finalists. So they had me go up to Bandon Dunes okay. to be one of his design associates. And, and then it's just like a kid that they throw on one of their courses they're building right, to try yeah. to learn. And we got to play all the golf courses. Bill Core was up there, Mike Kaiser. So I got to meet all the guys. I see they're doing shit in Colorado. Yeah. Right Rodeo now. Dunes. Did you yeah. see that article? So, um, and then I was selected to do a course. They were going to do the second course at Black Mesa in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And this was... Dump. Yeah. As far yeah. as Albuquerque. Yeah. As, as far as Trust the me. whole state it, of New Mexico. Exactly. I was like, uh, okay, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and then Arizona and Texas didn't want it. <laughs> and exactly. It was too north to keep, keep in it, Mexico. That's what they said. I'll just name it New Mexico. <laughs> New Mexico. It's such a fucking And And Black trash. Mesa, if people know, that's in an area. It's called like... I can't think of the name, but it's in a not so good area and um, it's a cool golf course, but uh, he sent me that email March and then April, he sent me an email again, like project was pulled. This was April 09 when the economy just, yep. and it, all his projects were pulled for that oh. summer because the economy. And then I spent my next summer up in Washington and worked on the turf crew for a month and realized that was my passion right yeah and i was like well if i can't be a designer the next best thing is working yeah. in maintenance yeah and hey you get a little construction you might be able to throw in it, your own little exactly you know touches to it you want one of these yeah I'll take it's one. a stouty so yeah ever since then I've, I've loved you get to set up the course as you want you get to make little tinkers you know working with ed at wickenberg ranch he's yeah, he he's, sees the golf course he, way different than a lot of dudes. Exactly. Do. He, oh, let's do this, and it was it was cool. You know, seeing from a superintendent's eye, all his thoughts that he had going through his head, and I was like, you know, I have those mindsets too. But it's you know, how much power control can you go to the board or the GM and say, hey, this is something that'll make this golf hole a lot right. better. Let's let's discuss this. And then also being the superintendent, you have a little bit more of like. Can we maintain this? Correct. Like a lot of this shit would be cool, but can we maintain Correct. it? And then Correct. some of the other stuff is like, hey, this is going to be really cool, and it's way easier to maintain. Yeah, you yeah. know, way easier. So yeah. Bun- bunkers are, you know, you worked at Highlands. I've worked at courses that have wild bunkers, and it's it's amazing how bunker maintenance is the end all be all when it comes to your crew. If you have wild bunkers, big bunkers, it's like you just go from having a crew of 10 to 18 yep. just because of that. And it's like, and then when you're going in front of a board or a membership trying to explain why your crew's, it's like these goddamn things. These things yep. are the biggest pains in the ass in the world. Yep. It's, do you really want these eight bunkers on this hole or can we get away with three? Right. Yeah. You know? Who hits in these first <laughs> exactly. four that are 160 yards yeah. off the tee? Funny, I just, one of my, my newest guy. Uh, asked me today as we were walking out, he says, so, and he's been with me basically a full two weeks at this point. He says, so is bunkers the worst job? And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like the worst job? It's the rookie job. And he's like, like, is it the worst job to do on the golf course compared to everything else? I said, well, it's all in perspective, right? It's if you go out there and like any job flipping burgers cooking fries fucking making pizzas if you give a shit you give a shit if you don't give a shit then anything you do is probably going to be the worst job you've ever had right so i said if you give a shit and you really put effort into it i said it can be 
rewarding because you now have made the bunkers really how they're supposed to play. Yeah. Now, that, again, is very subjective. It's a fucking Big hazard. Big time. Okay? It's a half a stroke penalty every time you're in one. Tech, you know, is really what they should be. Yeah. But if you go in there and you really make the flat bottoms and things like that, and that's one of the only things that someone ever reviews or comments on is green speeds and bunkers in bunker sand right <laughs> and uh so if you can help the club not have any problems yeah you went from the worst job to the best job yeah real quick so i said you know what i said i'm gonna get in there with you and i'm gonna show you how i would expect myself to do them and my other employee that just started like two months ago i had him this past well two weekends ago and i said hey i'm going to show you how to really rake he goes you got any tips for this i said yeah i'm going to show you how i would rake these and i started grabbing all that sand that builds up towards the way you're going to hit out towards the green yep and i started pulling this shit down and he's like jesus christ like the amount that's there it's unreal and I started doing that all the way around. He goes, now what do you do with it? I said, we flatten this out. I said, it should be kind of these steep little walls and a flat bottom, not a bathtub. Yeah. You know? And it was like this light bulb went on. He's like, oh. I said, some people just think as long as you rake lines in them, it looks really good. good. Yeah. You know? That's part of we see on TV. Oh, you can rake these perfect lines. Remember when fucking, where was it? At, was it Mirfield many years ago when yeah, they put those the burrow, big ferro lines? Yeah. And then this year we're putting pool noodles on a fucking squeegee oh to make a flat face. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. It's about having a nice smooth bottom with borderline consistent sand. Yeah. Whether it's wet or dry, hey, that's <laughs> someone else's problem. That's the irrigation problem. But as long as it's, this type of sand in this bunker is the same as this that bunker. Yeah. Then that's all. That then it's all good. It, the amount of, I, I mean, to be honest, <clears throat> the amount of complaints that come from bunkers. If you're at a high end private club, I, I would. I don't have any hair left, but it's like you're, you're going to pull out all your hair. It's a bunker. Yeah. What, you know, the PGA Tour pros complain about them so much, they expect to get up and down out of them. It's like, it's a freaking bunker. They hit into them. They hit into them. They it, aim for them and, and they, hit into them. I mean, what was that, um, that Barstool Sports thing on Wingfoot that they did? And yeah, they showed yeah, yeah. all the work, you know, the tire tracking of the face and then this and then that. And it's like, Jiminy Cricket, how many hours do you Jiminy spend Jiminy Crickets. <laughs> you can say, what Jesus the fuck? Christ. <laughs> how many hours are you going to spend on this one freaking bunker that's probably yep. a ferry bunker? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, that, that is the one part where I remember the first place I interned, Aldera Golf Club up in uh, Seattle, Washington. One of the assistants told me, he's like, Peter, if you keep working on this crew, He's like, I'm going to give you one piece of advice. He's like, find a golf course that's got the least amount of bunkers. <laughs> and I've always held that down. I was like, you know, I'm young. And I was like, yeah, whatever that guy's saying. Uh, I don't know what he's You've seen how many like, I filled in at the canyon. I was like, yep, we're getting rid of these I, fucking I, things. I want to fill in five a summer at my place. But I think that goes back to as far as helping out the design. Like the, some of the ones that I got rid of and added, we got rid of four or five of them. But yet being able to mow areas closer have yep. different shot options yeah. in those areas rather than walking and going up oh, i'm in a bunker grab whatever club my 60 degree yeah. and i'm just gonna go fucking swing as hard as i can and hack it out of here rather than thinking hmm, i could bump and run i could flop shot i have now all these more options. i could putt it you know 
to me, that's a little Better. bit more of the game of the golf, Absolutely. you know. Uh, but anyway, back to this stump to Peter. So I found this article. Our top 100 courses broken down by architects. Oh, okay. So they list them. Who's got the most which, of which, the top, this top 100? Which magazine is this? Uh, Golf.com. Okay. 2020. That was when the article was, so not okay. that long ago. And this is broken down to who has the most top 20, uh, sorry, top 100 golf courses in their arsenal. It's, it's a big difference. Golf Magazine, I'm guessing this is. No, Golf.com. Okay, because like Golf Magazine, Golf Week, and Golf Digest are all very different. Just like news sources mm-hmm. or whatnot. Golf Digest appeals to the high-end Fazio. Right. We're going to wipe your butt when you're leaving the bathroom. Yeah. Kinda, we're going to pamper you like crazy. Where Golf Magazine pampers to the old classic and Golf Week kind of likes the minimal. So it's like Golf.com. Okay. Okay, yeah. So it's Golf.com. Who's got the most inside mm-hmm. of... Who's got the most? Oh, I'm going to say Fazio, first and foremost. Has the most top 100 golf courses in his... It's probably going to be 14. 14 or 15. Uh, just to give you an idea, Fazio's not in in where I stopped. Golf.com. I stopped at who has six. Fazio has it's, four of them. Okay. Shadow Creek. I'm trying to Cong- think. I've Congaree. Heard- yeah, Congaree in South Carolina. Yep. Uh, Gozer Ranch. Gozer. Yeah. Gozer. In Idaho. In Wade Hamil- Hampton. Hampton in North Carolina. Cashews. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he's only so got those go- four. Golf.com. I'm trying to think. Yeah, golf.com. Our buddy Josh Sens writes oh, for okay. me. Oh, Golf.com. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, they did a ranking. All right, so number uh, well, one. they probably stuck it out of right, someone else's. Corin Crenshaw is number one then, probably. No Yep. Corin Crenshaw has seven of them. Okay. So we, I'm gonna give you. You want me to give you a little? Here, I can list them, probably. Oh, okay, Corin Crenshaw. Yeah, let me find them. <clears throat> they uh, fire away. Sand Hills is probably number one. Uh, yeah, there's which is number seven on the list. Friars Head's probably number two. Yep. <clears throat> um, you worked there. You interned. I didn't. Yeah, I, well, you, well, you just told us a story that you were up there. Watch. This is this is Corn Crenshaw, not Doke. Yep, Corn Crenshaw. <laughs> I've never worked at a Corn Crenshaw. Well, you were up in the Tom Doke area. Well, yeah, there's two of them here. One's brandy new. Two of them are pretty new. All I'm right, go on. Uh, Let me take that. Clear Creek in Nevada. Nope. No. Okay. Um, we've I've played it. You've played it. Weekopa. Nope. Oh, Bandit Trails. There you go. That's yep. the third one on the list. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think of Corn Crenshaw's. It's this up. is back in my area. Um, it is called... Uh, it's in Boston. Oh, it's outside. It's outside of Boston. There's or Boston. Just like Boston. I'm from Boston. Yep, yeah. yep. This is on the tip of my tongue. It's kind of close to the tip of the state. I know the name of it. I'm trying to think of it right now. Hold on. Give me a second. Ryan Whitney's a member. From Spittin' Chicklets. Oh my God, let's go try that. Old sandwich. Old sandwich thing. Uh, then we got uh, Steam Song. Stream Song. Stream Song, okay. Yeah. Uh, Sheep's Ranch and Sand okay. Valley. Okay, okay. Uh, number one 
I'll give you the last one on the list, on his list. Got 11 of them. Nicholas. No, he's on this list with only three. He died. He's... Baltistraw is his A.W. Tillinghast huh? is his number wow. is number 99 so this golf.com must be biased towards old people then <laughs> I don't know dead o- OTGs is the call them. O- old dead guys <laughs> old dead guys <laughs> <laughs> that's what they call when they talk golf architecture they say an OTG an old dead guy ah alright so Tillinghast he's got a lot uh, Wingfoot Baltistraw Quaker Ridge Fenway um uh, let's see. I mean, most of them are all no New York Fenway. Area. No Fenway. Okay, mm-hmm. they're all going to be New York area, pretty much. Yeah, Wingfoot, San Francisco, San Francisco is number two. Very uh, nice. Somerset Hills, Beth Page, Beth Page, yep. Quaker Ridge, Wingfoot East, uh, Ridgewood, Baltimore, Newport. Yeah, he's got a lot. Number two, uh, I'll give you his last one, and I mean you're going to. Oh, well, hold shit, on. It's... If it's old guys, are we on an old guy again? Uh, yeah. Donald Ross. Yep. Okay. He's got 11 of them. His are all over the place. Inverness, Pinehurst. Um, two and four yep, are on two the list. F- well, four is redone by um, uh, Gil Hans. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's that just happened. It does just it does say on there, Ross, 1919, and Hans, 17, um, 2017. Essex Country Club. Nope. That's not on there, huh? No. Seminole. Seminole. Uh, Oakland Hills, Oak Hill, Plainfield. Oh, Ex- Essex County is on yep. there. Glen Falls. Glen Falls is on there. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. That's a hidden gem Mountain in New York. Mountain Ridge. That's okay, Jersey. number three. Doak. Got eight of them on here. Wrong. Doak has six of them, so there's a couple okay. people Hold in on. between that. Let me that. think of the next old guy. It's not going to be McKenzie because McKenzie uh, didn't do that yeah, many this, courses. It is. It's got, no, this guy's old, but maybe not as old as McKenzie, but he's old. Yeah, he's older than Mackenzie, I think. I am stumped. You say his name a lot when we do stump the George table. Thomas. It's not going to be him. It's not going to be William Flynn. Mm-mm. Let's go with the golf course. Yeah, give me a course. <laughs> I'm the Creek in New York. Oh, C.B. McDonald. Yeah, why was I not Well, that? it's really... Seth Rayner. It's the other guy, yeah. So Seth Rayner worked for C.B. McDonald. C.B. McDonald designed... Oh, let me guess. It's got Chicago Golf Club, National Golf Links of America. Sleepy Hollow, Chicago Golf Clubs, uh, yeah, so Fisher's uh, Island. Some of those are C.B. McDonald. Acres. Yeah. I've only played one... They call it a C.B. McDonald Rayner course. I've only played one of them. Does it have Mid-Ocean on there, or is it just nope. America? No. Nope. Okay, it's just America. So... I've only played one of them, and it is some of the most fun golf there is. It's completely engineered, so just huge banks, steep slopes, deep coffin bunkers. It's like Pete Dye on steroids, ah. and uh, it's it's extremely fun. Yeah, he's got a ton. Yeah, NGLA, Piping Rock. Um, no, no Piping Rock? No, no Piping Rock. Where are we? Uh, uh, Camargo. Yes, Camargo is on there. Yep. Chicago Golf Club. Mountain Lake. Is it on Lake on there? Is it Yemen's Hall? Yemen's Hall in South Carolina. Uh, then Monterey Peninsula. Yeah, and PCC. So that, they have that as a Seth Rayner. And, uh, so Seth Rayner and then Fazio <laughs> and Khan did yeah. it in 2015. Yeah. So the fact that they're giving credit to Khan and Jackson blew that place up. There's, oh, really? Yeah. There's, that's not a Rayner course at all. <laughs> that's funny. Not even close. 
All right, the next one was uh, Corin Crenshaw. Uh, Mackenzie has seven of them. Mackenzie is going to be Augusta National, Cypress Point. I'm trying to think what one. Cypress gonna... Point is before Augusta, yeah, too. Yeah. Um, they're so have... who's... Here's a question for you. Who's Valley who's doing all the work at Augusta these days? Like, who are they getting in there to start moving T-Box? Fazio still. Real, okay. Fazio's retired. So Fazio has officially... Tom Fazio, the original guy, has... According to him, he's packed it in. So he's got his kids, Logan and Who passed Tommy. away recently? Not Fazio, uh... What's the designer that uh, Weisskopf? Weisskopf. Yeah. Did. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sure it's still Foss. They've I've I've mentioned it in previous podcasts. A lot of the minimalists would love to blow up Augusta National. I mean, it's it it should have a completely different look. Mm-hmm. It should have a old weathered look like a Cypress or something yeah, like right. that, and not yep. be so clean. You know, that was Nicholas. Nicholas and Palmer when they were able to touch it in the 80s and 90s wanted to make it completely manufactured right clean. yeah yeah that golf course would be badass if it was a little Rough. scrubby around the edges um all one cut that's how it's supposed to be. it's supposed to be all one cut if you hit a runner it's going into the pine straw and the bunkers were rough and scrubby yeah but, i mean the know. old pictures you're just like wow yeah. look at that place greens were even more wild than they are today. yeah right yeah. well it's because of green speeds as yeah. well you know yeah. they can't they're already pretty wild. You re- if they really oh, it'd be nuts. if they really yeah. stemmed it eleven yeah. or twenty seven, like they say, I mean, fuck, you wouldn't be able to hold a ball on them, you know. No. So that Mackenzie Pasatiempo Valley Club. Uh, let me get to Mackenzie. Yeah, it's Pasatiempo's on there. Valley Club. Uh, um, I'm trying to think if he did anything else. He didn't do much in the. It's not going to have Ohio State or University uh, um, Crystal Downs. Crystal Downs, yep. yep. And then uh, what else is that? California there? Club. See, that's this website. That's number twenty. Suspect. That's number twenty-seven of the. No, I know, but that's the, this website's suspect. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm just saying, if you go into the deep history of these clubs, Mackenzie was hired to do the bunkers at Cal Club. It's a AV McCann course. Yes, it so is. So to give credit to Mackenzie on Cal Club is. A little suspect. Interesting. Yeah, that, I guess I see where it is because they are on there. You know, like that would be like okay. The Valley Club did Mackenzie do it or did Robert? Robert Hunt, Hunt no, no, no. It was a Mackenzie design. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it, let me put it this way: that would be like who's a, high, who's HC Leeds? H Herbert Leeds. Yeah, yeah, he's out of England. Yeah, <laughs> talk about old and fucking yeah, really like eighteen nineties, right? Eighteen ninety seven was Pal, uh, Palmetto. Yeah. Jesus. And Mackenzie touched that. You see, Mackenzie's got more input at Palmetto than uh, he does at Cowboys. Well, it's because he at least had equipment to fucking do it in the 30s, for Christ's <laughs> sake. plowing horses. They had horses with plows on it back at that time. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. they were fucking scissors cutting greens. And then Doke's on there. Dye's on there at six. Uh, C.B. McDonald there at six. Fazio at four. Uh, Perry Maxwell. I'm yep. not sure I've ever... actually. He did Southern Hills. Southern Hills and Prairie Dunes. Yep. And Old Town. Old Town. Crystal Old Town's Downs. very good. Chris, see, this is, this website, okay. they got a bunch of courses that two people did together. Yeah, right? they do. Yeah. Because um, Crystal Downs is Mackenzie and Perry Maxwell. Uh, David Kidd. McClay Kidd, yep. That's funny, though. That's Band and Dunes. And he's, what does he have? he's got Gamble Sands. He's got Gamble Sands and Sand Valley. Sand right? Valley. Yeah. 
in uh he's a little overrated in my taste how do you say this one the one that's in hawaii nane nanea yeah. nanea Yep, that's that looks cool. It's built on an old lava filled up on the. It's fucking Hawaii, yeah. Peter. It's all no lava. shit. It's lava. <laughs> if you look at pictures of it, it looks pretty cool. Oh, it's I like, bet it's, it's, it's kind of up on a on a hill. Uh, Billy Flynn, William Flynn. He, so, in my opinion, William Flynn and George Thomas are probably two of the most underrated ODGs, old dead guys. Yeah, Shinnecock. Yep. So Never William Flynn. It? Did um, Shinnecock, and he did a lot of East Coast clubs yeah. that have kind of been butchered. Kinnaset yep. is because uh, I guess Fred Hood was involved. He was a big part of Marion. Mm-hmm. Cherry Hills. Ever Cherry heard Hills. Of it? Yep. So, Jesus. and then George Thomas did the big three in L.A., Bel Air, Riv, and LACC. Those those are both guys that didn't get enough work done. And it's funny because now we're at Gil Hans, and uh, he's one of his is... C.V. McDonald, Seth Rain, a tilling ass, Gil Hans. Was it Sleepy Hollow? <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that's, I could I could tell you, like, S- Sleepy Hollow is a C.V. McDonald design. It's Rainer or Gil Hans brought it back to a C.V. McDonald design. Yeah. So, like, there's restorations, renovations, whatever you want to call it. So some of these designs that you're mentioning, it's like, who is the person that routed it? Who's the person that? you know, installed these features on these holes. Okay, well, that's their design. You know what I mean? To say, like I, like I was saying with McKenzie at Cow Club, yep. that'd be like having a famous, um, what's his name, Frank Lloyd Wright design your house, and then you had some guy put shutters on the outside. <laughs> oh, yeah, a, this is my house. I designed this house. <laughs> it's like, no, not really. It's <laughs> a fucking great analogy of how much they don't touch, yet their name is exactly. fucking on there. Exactly. Uh, last one was George Thomas with three of them. Uh, Los he, Angeles, Riviera, Bel Air. He built probably 12 courses in SoCal in almost all of them, except those big three got butchered during World War II. Ah, okay. So he, he, I mean, there was talks like he was just as good as McKenzie. Like, and I've read one of his books, one of the golf course architecture of America. He is very sound. Like he was really good. So and your boy Nicholas is on here. Mirfield, <laughs> Harbortown, and uh, Sabonic. Sabonic. He did that with Doak. Yeah. Yeah. He Nicholas, um, you know, obviously his name helped sell homes. And oh, build absolutely. He, 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 I was reading something that Doak wrote the other day saying how, like, you know, Nicholas still thinks, even though he's retired, he's the best architect there is to ever touch golf courses. And that's just, when you're, you know, like Jordan, when you're of that good at yeah you just think i'm i'm the best at everything i touch everything you do yeah yeah and it's you know there's a lot of very cool nicholas properties that i've played you absolutely work yeah but to say he's one of the best is like eh, let's let's put a yeah on that. i mean and i mean the way that i look at it is i had only had really all these desert ones to to really look at and be like oh nicholas nicholas and i hadn't played anything till i went to fucking tahoe in, uh, you played Montro. Montro, and then you pl- we played the the summit at Cordillera. In oh Colorado. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was shit. We were just talking about that. Me and TJ just a couple days ago about playing there. How fun that fucking joint was. How fun that trip was. Yeah, he's got God some damn. good golf courses. I mean, don't get me wrong. There, there's ones I've played that are good. It's just, I don't know. It's not. It's dog, dog, <laughs> fucking wrestling dog time. wrestle time. No. 
motherfuckers. Well, you got anything else? Uh, I got to roll out in here in a little yeah, bit. Absolutely. But uh, anything else you want to cover before we get going? I wanted to highlight this. I, I don't know if you've seen the picture. Have you seen the picture of Alta Mesa's fairway? Number no. one. So this is non-overseeded, Tiftuff, Bermuda, <clears throat> painted. According to the sales rep, just one app. And this is a picture of it in frost. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, do you know if Mike has put that up on Twitter at all, anywhere? I don't know. If not, Mike Moulton is the follow. He's a superintendent there. I know he's put up a couple <clears throat> pictures of it, but what I just saw... Uh, I think we're going to have to start walking into our general manager and Bean Connor's offices yeah. and start thinking about how in the world here in the next 10 years we can get to something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, they're doing the whole golf course this summer, correct? Um, I know they've already started. That's what it's going to take. It's going to take a club like that. In, in well, it's, it's see, they're going to get ahead of the curve. Yeah. We're going to be stuck behind yeah. when the state says no mas agua. Para you. You know, I, real quick on a side note. I was thinking, you know, with these water management plans, third, fourth, fifth, you know, at, at some point they should have said, your course has such low acreage, but at some point those courses in North Scottsdale, they should have said, you got to stop overseeding your roughs. Yeah. I don't care what you say, but this is this is part of the program. You can't run those heads all winter long. Stop overseeding your roughs. And then I was like looking at well, a again. I mean, just for this is I just you say it all winter long. It's the non-competition that's going to not right. have to run Correct. so much in the summertime because yeah. the summertime of the transition from ryegrass to Bermuda grass is where we are pounding water. Yeah, like extreme amounts yeah. compared to our overseed. Like it's, right now, I'm using fucking nothing. Granted, it rained, but still, we'd be using Correct. nothing Correct. compared to June trying to get the Bermuda Mandarin, grass yeah. back. But but I was thinking, I was like, you know, paints are so good nowadays. A club, these high-end clubs in Scottsdale or even the high-end resorts, it's like even if you still overseeded your fairways and painted your Bermuda rough, I'm surprised no one's done that out yeah, here. And, and yeah, I would still, you'd still have your contrast because the rye is going to still, yep. you know, pop more than the rough. But it's like you could still be looking out at all green. I'm shocked that no one said like, oh, I'm going to paint my roughs this year. Yeah. And think of that masking of the little volunteer rise that correct, get out there. Correct. And the people that pour the it's, divot mix into yeah. that non-overseeded. So now you have a divot of fucking why, bright green. Why has no one done that yet? It's, it's, it probably is this money thing. and Yeah, but gonna, those clubs, right, money's correct, not an issue. Correct. Yeah. I understand that. But you're going to start to change. Oh, what are we spending that for? Who knows what it is. Or maybe they like the contrast. I mean, that's true. It was real. I thought it was really cool because it was different. Was the year that we, this is before kind of the paints were out there, is the year that we changed from bent grass to Bermuda grass at Highlands. And those fuckers went dormant. And the rest of the golf course was Glowing. emerald green. Yeah. And then you had these dormant greens. So it was, they didn't like it because they thought it was dead. Yeah. Uh, they rolled. Fantastic. I mean, they were un, they were a little ridiculous yeah. because they were brand new, Class. so they were fucking hard Firm. as a rock. Yeah, exactly. And then you added the fact of that yeah. that they weren't green, so all this perspective, you know, what they thought and saw. 
But they were mind fucked hitting into one of those things. All the people that come from Minnesota, Washington, and Oregon that expect green year round. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If you, I'm, I'm not going to name names of courses, but like resort courses or whatever that want to pay their three or $400 round. And they think if, well, if I don't oversee my roughs, I'm not going to get that price point. It's like, well, here you go. Give yeah. it a try. Give it a try. I, I just, I don't, I don't. I just feel like we're moving very quickly where we have to come up with ideas right away yep. on how to fix these solutions going forward, especially for the clubs that don't get reclaimed water yep. that are using, you know, it's like you got to come up with game plan. And like you said, the the, the transition is the game plan. Yep. It's, it's either we go to painting or we're going to look like shit in the summertime because we're not, we're going to. The, the, the quote unquote Tucson way, you're going to just wait for the storms to come yeah, in right. and that'll take care of it. Yep. Yeah. We, we don't have those all the time. So I don't know. It's, I think we, we really have to be forced. We not being the superintendents, we want to change all these things now, but it's going to be a fucking cost. But the end is, do you want to be forced too late to join the game? You know, before they're like no more and you got to figure it out. My common Bermuda will not last with traffic on it no. through the winter time. So we've got to put out a different sort of, some sort of different grass, whether it's the Zoysias or the different Bermuda. My chips, just I guess for no other reason than argument reasons, is mine would be all in on like a tiff yeah. or what is it, Latitude. Yeah. There's you know, a new one iron, of those, iron cutter that's yeah. coming out of Oklahoma. Yeah. So anything that that's kind of been grown in these areas that actually have these cold, big weather cold changes, swings. yeah. yeah. Uh, but I just I wonder I'm I'm very 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 curious about how these Zoysias are going to do full golf course. Yeah. I know I got one right now. Ryan at uh, over at McDowell Mountain has a driving range tee. He grew it in Texas. He kind of was, I'm going to get him on here one day to really stand there and tell us about it. But it's, he's not that happy with it, yeah. you know, and it was kind of thrown at him a little bit late in the season. So it wasn't put down when the humidity yeah. was there to really root in. So it's like, yeah. God, we're already, we're starting with failure. What the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Like if we're going to GM's going to, why this doesn't look yeah, good. <laughs> if we're going to, if we're going to do it, we've got to do it correctly. Yeah. You can't just be like, oh, no, I heard about the club up the street. No, the decision makers a lot of times aren't the ones that should be deciding, i.e. us or maybe a consultant that you can go and hire. You know my feeling about that, which, hey, we will put it out there. There is a consultant team looking for a new superintendent at Fire Rock. I'm going to miss Craig at lunch. And me, Dan, and Jonathan at Eagle Mountain, we feel that we should be on the committee to hire the new superintendent at Fire Rock because we don't want to have lunch with a sausage. So if anybody needs any help on a real consultant, just start sending applicants to DJ's Bagel and let us three sit down, grill them, because we're going to miss Craig. He's going down to Phoenix Country Club. Congratulations to him. Uh, Kent moved on to... The Bermuda to take over a club there. Uh, with that, I'm going to give one shout out. Had a uh, superintendent from Meadowlark Country Club. Where is it? Uh, Detroit, Michigan. Wrong. That's not Meadowlark Lemon from the Globetrotters, my friend. It's in Granite Falls, Montana. Oh, okay. his name's Tim. There is a Meadowlark in Michigan. <laughs> uh, he 
gave me a shout uh, a couple what is he down here last week and uh hey tim i'm fucking granite falls i mean metal lock country club class a superintendent i know you guys are real busy did it all the right way wow and absolutely fucking come on out a week before i had a superintendent hey matt i'm a superintendent in canada mm-hmm. any chance i can come out and play let me know no name no club nothing nothing <laughs> yeah buddy come on free come on, bring out eight people no. Oh, that was immediately one of those like, uh, buddy, we're busy. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Tim had a great conversation with him. He had a blast, t- chatted with him for a long time, told him that the Jingweeds at some point head into Montana. Uh, but I also told him I'd give him a shout on this. Tim, thanks for coming down. Peter, thank you for showing up. Thank you. This one goes out to my brother Chris, passed away nine years ago today. Stay pissed, everybody. Yes, I understand that every life must end. Uh-huh. As we sit alone, I know someday we must go. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm a lucky man to count on both hands the ones I love. Some folks just have one, yeah, others they got none, huh? Stay with me, yeah, let's just breathe. Practice on my skin. Never gonna let me win oh, oh. Under everything Just another human being oh, oh. Yeah, I don't wanna hurt There's so much in this world To make me believe Stay with Did I say that I need you? Did I say that I want you? Or if I didn't, I'm a fool, you see No one knows this more than me As I come clean, I wonder every day As I look upon your face, oh, Everything you gave and nothing you would take on Nothing you would take Everything you gave Did I say that I need you? Oh, did I say that I want you? Oh, if I did, I'm a fool no one knows this more than me And I come cleaner Nothing you would take 
other side